Welcome to the Keep Idaho Red Radio Show, where you'll hear from national, statewide, and local Republican leaders about the issues that are most important to Idahoans today. Now, please welcome Tom Luna and Vic Miller. Welcome to Keep Idaho Red Radio on KIDO 107.5 FM, 580 AM, and KLIX in the Magic Valley. We're so grateful you're joining us here this Saturday. And we've had some incredible weather, and I think it's finally settling itself out. But uh, we're grateful that you're joining us on behalf of Tom Luna, who's on assignment on something else. Um, I'm Victor Miller, and I am grateful that you are joining us here this morning on Keep Idaho Red Radio. Our first guest this morning is Senator Ben Adams. He's in District 12. He is on the Joint Finance and Appropriations Committee. He's the Vice Chair of Resources and Environment, and he's also on the Local Government and Taxation Committees. I have no idea how you got assigned to so many different things. You must be doing some good things, Senator. So first of all, good morning and welcome to Keep Idaho Red Radio, Ben Adams. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I, I try to I try to stay busy while I'm here. Yes, and I think they're trying to keep you busy given your talents, uh, apparently. So let's talk about, there's three big issues that I want to chat with you. They're all very different from each other, but you have your hands in all three. So the first one is, um, this is being taped on Thursday. You will be bringing uh, the bathroom bill, uh, which is Senate Bill 1100 to the floor today at 3.30. So we wish you the best of um, luck and, and on that. And Please just remind people what this bill does and why you felt compelled to uh, put your name behind it and get this done. Yeah, thank you. So this bill uh, seems so common sense that uh, when I first, uh, you know, was was getting into the process of, okay, is this something we really need to do? And I was reviewing it. it seemed like this is so obvious, why do we need to put it in statute? But anyone who looks around at, at the world we're living in today uh, understands why this legislation is necessary. So what it does simply is it says, look, if you're a biological boy uh, and you're in a K-12 school in Idaho, uh, you go to the boy's bathroom. And if you're a biological girl, then you go to the girl's bathroom. And uh our school districts have been in this uh, awkward position they've been put in where they're getting pressure from outside uh, special interests to implement different policies uh, that would allow some people to go into whatever bathroom they want. Uh, that doesn't really reflect uh, Idaho at all. And uh, so what we're trying to do here is make sure that our schools aren't getting sued from both sides because parents will sue too if that happens. So we're trying to get in there uh kind of take them out of the cross crosshairs and also address something that is frankly uh, uh, a foundational piece of civilization in general not just uh, not just here in Idaho but for all the history of humanity and so uh, very excited to be bringing that um, I look forward to it passing today and yeah I'm happy to Answer any questions you have on it. I just I, when you say that the, you're protecting the the state or the schools from suits on both sides, um, so maybe talk about how this bill protects the 
the institutions from both sides. You talk about the parents, and I'm obviously, I think you're talking about parents being aggrieved by the fact that their kids are being exposed to the opposite sex in bathrooms. But maybe talk about how this protects you from maybe someone from the other side who wants, who doesn't agree with your uh, biological basis on on this, how this would protect our schools. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll call them out. Uh, So the the ACLU uh, has decided that uh, they're going to come in and threaten some of our school districts to implement this policy or they'll get sued. And, uh, you know, our, our, some of our, for some of our bigger school districts, you know, they'll fight that till, till, uh, they're blue in the face. But for, uh, you know, a small school district in rural Idaho, they don't have the capital to take on the ACLU that has, you know, a billion dollar endowment. They don't have that capacity. And so what this does is it takes our schools out of the crosshair. It puts it up at the state level and says, Hey, ACLU, if you want to sue somebody, you can come try and sue us. I feel pretty confident about our odds. Well, especially with our attorney general, who's uh, who's would obviously very much support what you're doing. Now, let's uh, let's. I want to make sure we have time for two other issues. One is um, you. I've been watching these education bills. There's been a lot of ESA bills. One failed last week. There's three that were introduced. You're kind of just hanging around the rim trying to convince, trying to figure out what's working, what's not. And you have some ideas yourself. So even though you haven't drafted the bill or anything, give us a sense of what you think might actually work. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I'll start by saying, you know, ESAs have been really good in some states. They have really expanded school choice uh, in some states like Arizona and others. Uh, In Idaho, we are in a little bit of a unique position uh, because we already have a private sector of education, whether it's homeschoolers or private schoolers, um, that don't have government regulation on them. And And they don't want it. And they don't want it. you know, I'm a homeschool graduate myself of Idaho, and uh, I know f- I know what the history of homeschoolers in this state is. Forty years ago, we had people getting arrested for homeschooling their kids. So uh, we made a clear line in the sand that we don't want the state being able to decide what people teach their kids, um, what uh, or you know how they choose to educate their kids, as long as they're educating their kids. And with ESAs, inevitably, it creates a government program, and it links that government program to whoever's getting the money. And uh, when that happens, eventually, where money goes, uh, especially in a government program, but if money is coming from a government program, eventually, it's going to be regulated. And that is what... um, homeschoolers specifically really didn't want um, with these ESA bills. So I listened to the debate on the last uh, ESA bill that we had and <clears throat> wrote down all the things that everybody was had concerns with. And afterwards I said, well, maybe I can draft a piece of legislation that addresses all these things. And so I tried and I drafted it. And uh, I believe it'll be, uh, it, if it moves forward, it will move forward in House Rev and Tax because it's a refundable tax credit. So um, the, the concept is uh, you have already paid for school and the state of Idaho um, feels like there is a, the state needs to have a vested interest and has a vested interest in every 
child of Idaho's education, whether that's public, private, uh, homeschool. And so this, uh, going through a, a refundable tax credit, allows us to accomplish that without creating a government agency. With, so it actually doesn't grow government. Um, the, the fiscal portion of it um, puts competition into the school systems, right? If public schools want to keep their students, now there's money out there um, that if someone chooses not to go to public school, they can, they can take advantage of that. So they don't have a monopoly on the state's funds anymore, which means they have to compete. And we want our schools to compete. Competition drives up the, the uh, product. So we want a good product. So is it too late in the session now to have that go from draft to hearing to you know to introduction to hearing to floor to the house is it or or can you still get something like that done in this session my first year in the house i watched a tax bill go from draft to signed into law in less than 48 hours so yes absolutely it can happen well, we'll watch that. So you, right now, it's not even introduced at this point. Okay, so we'll watch for that. Now we have about uh, we have about three minutes, and I want to talk about something that you started last year. And we actually had you on about this specific act last year. It was called the Pause Act, and it had to deal with COVID and how our government reacts to it and how our private sector is reacting to COVID and the impact it's had on employees. Now it's been re, it's been renamed. It's not pause anymore. It's not a yellow light. It's a red light. It's stop the stop act. So tell people about the stop act, what it does, and uh, I believe that's also going to the floor soon. Yes, that'll probably be on the floor Monday. And what the stop act does is the same thing as the pause act. It says uh, no public or private entity in the state of Idaho uh, can treat people differently or discriminate based off of whether someone has or has not gotten the shot. Again, it doesn't create a protected class. It says you can't, you can't treat people differently on this based on employment, whether it's employment, whether it's uh, giving services or giving access to their facilities. Um, it does have some exemptions. Uh, we don't have uh, medical anyone who receives Medicaid or Medicare dollars, the Supreme Court, we're waiting on some other court cases to see when that goes away. Um, and federal employees. We don't have any jurisdiction over federal employees, what the federal government decides to do. However, everybody else, uh, we do. And so this is, um, you know, this last year, it went to the to the House, to the Senate, passed both chambers, got to the governor's office, was vetoed, um, and I'm just going to chalk that up to the topic being a little bit too hot at the time. Uh, you know, at that time, it was the vaccine's good or the vaccine's not. That's not the point of the bill. The bill is to say, look, COVID happened, and we watched uh, the, the authority of government to mandate get pushed out into the private sector. And, you know, if you don't like the state, you know, mandating things for you, then you probably hate your your employer doing it. Um, it it's very sacred. I mean, what you put in your body, that's your decision. And uh, so this just makes sure that in the future, we don't make the same mistake again. Well, we thank you very much, Ben Adams. We'll be watching for that Stop Act. And by the way, uh, please join us for the next segment. We're going to talk, Governor, Governor Otter is going to be talking with Tom Luna about the legacy of Governor bat so we'll be right back with keep idaho red radio thank you to um ben adams senator ben adams we'll be right back